and welcome to another episode of a podcast about music, your one-stop shop for everything info comedy related to music. I'm one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm Eric. What was that last part? I missed that. It's an info comedy about music. An info comedy about music. Yeah, I, I just wanted to switch it up this week to yeah. be completely honest with you. We need some new um, some new descriptors in this world. That's yeah, what, sure. with, um, what with our new theme song and everything, which I don't mean to toot my own horn, but... I did create that theme song. It was not very difficult, but good job. I think it fits our podcast pretty well. We will be switching back to our original theme song for our Holiday Spectacular, which will drop in exactly two weeks. I have a bunch of colleagues and friends helping us out with that one, and it's going to be a great communal feat. It okay. will be. I had feat. no idea. So a Holiday Spectacular? Oh, yes. Did yeah. we do one last year? I, th- I think so. We did Decade in Review, and I um, we did something. I mean, I'm sure we talked about it. But how have you been doing this week? Logan, um, I am pretty much the same as always. Medium, medium rare, a little bit yeah. pink inside. But besides Aren't that, uh, good. There's been some fun news stories, um, some fun uh, current events in the news that have made uh, – Waking up every morning, kind of interesting to mm-hmm. hop on the old Google News and see what's yeah. afoot. Eric, I'm sure by now many of our listeners have heard the word monolith. Why don't you tell us what's going on in the monolith world? I feel like monolith is to this past week as social distancing is to April. It's yeah. a term we never heard before, mm-hmm. most of us. Yeah, I but mean, suddenly I've heard it's it kind of. Suddenly, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Monolith this, well, monolith that. Why don't you that. tell us why it's on the tip of everyone's tongue? I, from what I saw, there's a holiday buying guide. Everybody's talking about looking for a monolith under the Christmas tree. Am I right? Am I wrong? You're wrong. Well, I know, let me, no, I know why. It's, um, yeah. There's the, uh, in the Olympics, you got... Oh my god! You got the triple jump. People don't talk about steeplechase often enough, and now no. it's the new monolith event, which is um, it's like a decathlon is ten things. Monolith is just just one event. I wish I could say you were correct, but um, I, I believe also the summer Olympic uh, summer Olympics were canceled this year for obvious reasons. Oh, they were supposed to happen fresh this out year, of Japan, right? right? Yeah, that reminds me of my mm-hmm. real or fake theme for today. Me too. Japan. Mine is Japan also. Is it really unplanned? Yeah. Well, actually, it's it's poison, but Japan is tied to it. Oh, okay, wow. But a monolith, um, it, it's most famously in um, Arthur C. Clarke's A Space Odyssey, and monoliths are machines built by unseen extraterrestrial species. In the series of novels, three monoliths are discovered in the solar system by humanoids and humans. The response of the characters to their discovery drives the plot of the series. So, obviously, you've heard of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Wow. See, now, all along... So that's kind of... I never did... We um, never also did really tell the audience what we're talking about. I think everyone knows. Monoliths around the world have been popping yeah. up and disappearing. Now, here is where I should have cracked open our Merriam-Webster's upstairs. Yeah. I just imagined that monolith was synonymous with obelisk that it was some sort of obelisk if you know what i mean obelisk i know what you mean (laughs) oh i know what you mean obelisk is a mispronunciation i suppose yeah um i thought monolith described the structure and its um shape 
an orientation. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, it's wow. an actual thing. Huh. But um, this week we are not talking about monoliths. We will save that for a podcast about monoliths, which um, is a mono episode podcast. Only that, one episode to exist. So that far. sounds like it would be well suited to one of our colleagues podcasts, which I will not mention right now, but I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't, but we'll discuss that off air. I think you know. Um, yeah, a, mon- a podcast about monoliths actually is doing very well in the um, in the solar system, like on other planets and yeah. stuff. The outer rim, as it were. If we here's, were in Star Wars. Here's another word that we were never familiar with that long ago, that we all use constantly. Podcast. Podcast. I yeah. I didn't know what a podcast was two, three years ago. Two or three years. I mean, two or three years ago, I certainly I'd, knew what a podcast I'd was. I'd heard it but. described, but to be honest, Logan, yeah. I started listening to the very first podcast I've ever listened to about four weeks ago. Wow. Yep. True American hero. Yeah. Um, well, enough about monoliths and podcasts. Eric, who are we talking about this week? Do you the remember? The one and only inimitable Burl Ives. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that is correct. Clearly related to our, um, what's the word? Our run-up to the Holiday Spectacular. Our Holiday Spectacular preseason show, as it were. Burl Ives. Two weeks until the Holiday Spectacular, and we're going to talk about Burl Ives and then someone else next week. Now, Logan, I'm certain that he has um, an extensive musical... um, background oh, extensive yeah. musical catalog well he's also an actor and an author is so he or was he? about that he, he was he unfortunately passed away i believe in 1995 correct i will talk about this at the end of his biography that i pulled together from multiple sources most of which were by bio, uh, biography.com but also prior knowledge and burlives.com i believe it is whatever his website is mm. i have information from there as well Burl Ives was an American singer, musician, actor, and author. He was born in Hunt City, an unincorporated town in Jasper County, Illinois, near, near Newton. His father was first a farmer and then a contractor for the county and others. From 1927 to 1929, Burl Ives attended Eastern Illinois State Teachers College, now Eastern Illinois University. So let's back up a second. He um, was in college in the 20s? Uh, yeah. Um, he played football there during mm. his junior year. So we, it's a big skip ahead. But his yeah. childhood, you know, his uncle yada, heard yada. him singing in the. Yeah. His uncle heard him singing in the garden and suggested he pursue music. And it never really came to a huge head until this moment in his junior year of college, while he was sitting in English class or maybe high school. I don't know. Whatever junior year it was, he was sitting in English class listening to a lecture on Beowulf when he suddenly. Did I pronounce that right? You looked up really quick. Oh, I, I don't know. E O W L F. I can't remember now how it's pronounced. Something like Beowulf or Beowulf or Beowulf. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I spelled it so you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, I never read it. Yeah, tell you that much. I heard. I heard about kids in high school reading it. Okay. I did not. Well, during Burl's junior year, he was sitting in English class listening to a lecture on that piece of literature when he suddenly realized (laughs) he was wasting his time as he walked out the door the professor made a snide remark and burl ives slammed the door behind him shattering the window in the door 
he was just a ray of sunshine in school really yeah um i've traveled about the u.s as a traveling singer kind of obvious by yeah the fact that he was traveling but he was a traveling singer during the early early 30s earning his way by doing odd jobs and playing banjo his a holly jolly christmas and silver and gold now we're jumping a few decades ahead yes a holly jolly christmas and silver and gold became christmas song standards after they were first featured in the 1964 nbc tv presentation of rankin bass stop motion animated family special rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i did not know that was stop motion that's where i've heard about pearl lives yeah rudolph the red-nosed reindeer you say yeah that was not his song that was a huge hit for gene audrey who we might audrey rather who we might talk about next week or maybe in the holiday spectacular but that he was pearl lives was in the special he played the i'll talk about who we played in a um, minute but played a snowman snowman yes yeah. um i have a little more information on that but i never knew that R the R and R was stop motion. R D R R T R and R Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh, I never. That's heard what of me and me and the me and the other reindeers way. call him. Um, no, but Johnny Marks had composed the title song, which uh, then Gene Autry, known as the Singing Cowboy, had enormous success with in 1949. And the producers Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass or Bass retained him to compose the tv special soundtrack now burl ives voiced sam the snowman the banjo playing host and narrator of the story kind of like us we're hosts i'm familiar now with his cadence now that you say it oh yeah he had a very very did i mention inimitable yeah at the very start of the show that's a show that if you try to say it the first time of the day you could probably get out the more you think about it inimitable good luck you're what the french call les incompetents you ever see that movie Home Alone? That's a fun holiday. Absolutely movie. love it. I love it. Um, I am aware, ladies and gentlemen, that we may have had some audio issues as the microphone was not facing Eric's mouth. You know what they say? Voice hole, as we say in the biz. Attention but to detail, right? You know what? It'll be fine. I will edit and post if it's that much of an issue. But we're no Joe Rogan. I think we're gonna be okay. Um. He explained how Rudolph used his nonconformity, as Sam refers to it, to save Christmas from being canceled due to an impassable blizzard. I like that description, by the way, mm-hmm. of RTR and R. We just discussed what that means. Burl Ives was a longtime smoker of pipes and cigars and was diagnosed with oral cancer in the summer of 1994. After, after several unsuccessful operations, he decided against further surgery. He fell into a coma and died from the disease on April 14th, 1995, at the age of 85, at his home. Sounds that, like sounds like a good run after all that smoking. And legend of Burl Lives. Yeah. So, That's, I mean, are there any songs that any of us would recognize which are not Christmas related? I'm um, sure that he's got a lot to offer yeah, in his let me, songbook. Let me, let me pull up my suggestions really quick. Um, obviously his top songs are his Christmas songs, which I'm sure, are they in the public domain? Can I play one of them? I have no idea. I'll find out if they're in the public domain, I will play them now. And if they're not, let's keep talking. He sang 
Big Rock Candy Mountain. I love that song. Yeah, it goes a little like this. It's a good one. Um, I'm not going to play that one in full just because it's not as popular as some of his other Christmas songs. Here's his voice. I've read this one so many times, actually. Didn't know it was Burl Ives until a few hours before recording. But he also um, recognized this. Recognize that, Eric? Yes, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. Uh, the times they are changing. Oh, so he covered. He covered Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan. Yeah. in 1968. Oh, wonderful. He released the album "The Times They Are Changing," and I believe this is like an entire cover of Bob Dylan's songs. Did Bob Dylan sing "Don't Think Twice, It's All Right"? Oh yes. Yeah. So this is a Bob Dylan cover, I which is pretty it. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and he has a live album called "Burl Ives Live," which is pretty funny because it rhymes. So I will compile those into a quick song suggestion in the description. Eric, mm-hmm. was Burl Ives part of your Christmas tradition as a little boy? Logan, I suppose he was, unknowingly. Yeah, did you listen to any of his music as a kid? And or? I say unknowingly in that neither Burl Ives nor I had any knowledge that he was part of my holiday traditions. But yeah. But his music definitely popped up on the radio all the time. You know that. You can't get away from this stuff. As try as we might. Whew. You know, November 3rd, Logan, mm-hmm. they were playing the uh, the holiday music at the old Home Depot. Oh, yeah. Come on. November it's a 3rd. too early. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. As if, um, as if um, you know, there was a great tragedy on christmas and then they're playing it it's like oh too soon to many people the opposite of a tragedy happened on christmas but we'll save that for a podcast about religion there is once a year on christmas day i hope that you're joking (laughs) i most certainly am (laughs) burl ives for me holds a special place in my heart because as a young lad i loved his song silver and gold which i believe i called silver and dode i'm sure you did back in the day um that's a little look into the past um eric seems as as if i have depleted myself of all burl ives knowledge so if you have anything to impart it would be greatly appreciated yeah um a brief review of his bio has revealed an interesting factoid great i'd love to hear it i would also that's why i'm searching furiously Mm. for it well i will tell you a little about what's to come next so we are going to talk about what we're planning what our vision is for the podcast in 2021 because we had a great spotify wrapped year and i'm going to talk about that in a few minutes but we have a bit of an announcement coming soon and we're excited to share it with you so stay tuned Eric, do you have that information on Burl Ives? Because I don't want to bore the listeners to death, but I also wanted to tease that announcement. Um, yes. Believe, you know? believe it or not, Logan, he was one of six children born to a Scottish-Irish farming family. Really? One six, of six. Five other siblings. That's correct. Wow. That's all I wanted to share. Cool. I think it's interesting. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, 
not worth the wait i'll tell yeah. you that much <laughs> well regardless um it made for some pretty interesting airtime without further ado let's move on to real or fake ladies and gentlemen welcome once again to the rip roaring roller coaster that we affectionately call real or fake wow i was emotional i'm one of your hosts eric and i'm logan eric it would be my honor to let you go first this week thank you logan you're welcome i would have it no other way great logan i told you we were visiting japan this week in real or fake sure are it turns out that the japanese have been ahead of their time in terms of vending machine offerings have they they have cool tell me about it you can get a lot of stuff in vending machines that most of us would never imagine on you know over here on this side of the earth yeah i'm gonna hit you with two sets of information okay as we as you usually do big build up for what well, i am this is from is m-e-n-s-x-p mensxp.com cool weird things people can actually buy from vending machines in japan i'm gonna hit you with two lists as you know thanks for telling me are you prepared this week one or? of which one of which <laughs> is things that you can buy in a vending machine in japan the other list will be items which you may not buy in vending machines in japan may not so, or cannot either one either one you like you may yeah. not and you cannot right. there's no law against it. i'm just won't interrupt you, you again they're not available what i'm saying is really fake this week is two lists one list is real one is fake great you want list number one or two first number one please Let's that start seems it off appropriate with the first one list number one four items on each list in japan you can buy the following out of vending machines on the street in the bus terminal you name it okay. here there and everywhere umbrellas live bugs specifically a type of beetle that people collect for good luck live okay which might not still go on but till very recently they were live now they're just uh, toys um canned bread so that when you run to work your bread doesn't get um smushed and you don't get breadcrumbs everywhere so it comes in a can and the last one is hot burgers cool. from a vending machine hot that's list number one all right umbrellas Live beetles, canned bread, and hot burgers. List number two. Live fish, so you can prepare fresh sushi at home. Human hair, which is collected for good luck. Mm-hmm. Christmas trees, it's a very large vending machine. And the last one, which is very clever. If you arrive at this vending machine, much the way we used to have those little photo booths. Yeah. It will take a picture of you or you and your companions, and a professional sketch artist will, remotely obviously, from probably their home studio, sketch a quick drawing of you and or your companions and send it right over and you can print it out, which is very That's cool. cool. Very clever. They have to be a quick artist. We're not talking about no 
Monet or Mona Lisa or we're not talking about no Mo- May, right? Yeah, Monet, no May. That one's you know not what cheap. I'm talking about, but uh, yeah, those are your two lists. List think- number one: umbrellas, bugs, canned bread, and hot burgers. List number two: you just heard it. I think list number two is fake. Why would you think so? Christmas trees. Christmas too big. trees. Too big. That's one thing on that list number two that I'm not even sure. I'll bet you could get a small Christmas tree there. You just said yourself that the vending machine would be too big. I think list number two is phony. You are you are correct. Fraud. Thank goodness. My winning streak continues. It's a fun idea, the old sketch yeah. machine, though, huh? It is, yeah. I mean, if that could work, it would certainly be pretty fun, and I would be all for it. Eric, it is time for my real or fake. One of these stories, as I mentioned before, comes out of Japan, and one of them comes out of the continent of Africa. Which would you like to hear first? Um, Africa, please. Story number two. Uh, okay, yeah. Sounds good. A poisonous rat that licks deadly toxins onto its own fur sounds like some kind of made-up nightmare species. But these creatures are real, and scientists now say that they are also unexpectedly affectionate, at least with their own kind. To would-be predators, the African crested rat is trouble. They dwell in forested areas in the eastern side of the continent, and people there have long known to steer clear of these elusive black-and-white rodents. That sounded very, very sketchy. Yeah, but wait until you hear the second story. (laughs) Story number two. A rare, poisonous animal is in the news this week, the Cunningham tortoise, a rare and extremely endangered tortoise species that leaks lethal poison out of its shell as a predatory disenchantment. They had a completely different wording that didn't make any sense. It's basically to deter predators from feasting on them. Um, It was found outside of the Uno Zoo, Japan, one of the largest rare and endangered animal sanctuaries and zoos on the planet. Scientists say the only way to keep this species alive is for forced mating, a policy the Uno Zoo has been against for decades. Very interesting. Thank you. Wow. Um, I've never heard of a zoo that terribly concerned with ethics. They're out there. Trust me. Oh, boy, Logan. They both sound made up. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point. Oh, gosh. But I'm going to go with my gut. I think story number one about the African crested rat is fake. You are incorrect. Oh, Oh, yes. Licks venom huh yeah it licks venom right onto or pours toxins i think was the um phrase it licks yes. toxins right onto its fur to um give predators a sign that it's not to be tampered with it's not to be messed so with if a predator ate it it would be poisoned good night rosemary exact lights out Come jimmy frankie lights out jimmy frankie is right that was fun eric <laughs> that was but we have one that more was segment awesome. Oh, I believe Keep it. Keep the listeners entertained for a moment while I walk across the studio to get my equipment. Folks, it's at times like this that we sit back and reflect on all the wonderful things we've experienced this year. 2020, it's one for the ages. It certainly is. Eric, before we get into my two life hacks... 
I played the recorder in third grade, and there's been a meme going around a few years ago, um, the Titanic song, yes. uh, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. And, Logan, yeah, I believe some of our listeners would call that a flutophone, is that right? Maybe, I don't know. I think in some areas they call it a recorder, some it's areas like they call it a flutophone. Plastic thing. It's a really juvenile instrument yeah it's got what uh um, i hadn't nine holes ten holes on it mm, and you blow into one end and it maybe ten it yeah. whistles dixie for you maybe eight holes actually there's yeah, some sure does some dixie. professional recorder players out there I yeah think. sure maybe All that's not their players that's not their <laughs> only <laughs> instrument no I'm, i'd hope not but i wanted to play that song as a joke obviously yeah. but i i look forward after to it. over after over um, seven and a half, eight years of not playing this thing, because I guess I played it after third grade too. Here we go. Please enjoy and be warned. Please. I'm certainly looking forward also, to this treat. Also, turn down your volume. I'll give you three seconds to do that. goes a little like that the tear that you saw welling up in my eye it's actually dripping down now was thanks to the stylings the vibrato oh thank you my goodness that was touching yeah i'm i'm on the verge of tears as well i mean i probably will cry myself to sleep thinking about that tonight life hack number one when taking a taxi put your destination in your phone's gps that way you'll know if the driver is trying to scam you Many an argument has started that way. Tell me about it. Have you ever been scammed in a taxi or an Uber or a Lyft before? Yes. Tell me about it, but please. I'm not sure. I don't think the driver did it intentionally. I mean, if it was a scam, they did. If they got lost, that's another thing. Well, he success, successfully scammed me out of a little extra money. I, I worked it out with Uber or Lyft, whoever it was, and I got the money back. But what happened was I was dropped off, but he forgot to tell it. Quote, oh, quote unquote okay. forgot to tell it that I was dropped off and as he pulled away and I watched where he continued to go because my ride was still active I kept getting billed for the drive that he was doing after I was released from the vehicle you think more people would think about that because most people after they get out of the car oh thank you okay I'll pay yeah. you on the app they close the app they're going to go in and they're not going to notice well the thing they is they will notice once they you know you ride. expect the certain charge you get that receipt email Oh, and yeah. usually right after the ride ends, you get some sort of notification. Like write your ended. driver or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. almost immediately you are bombarded with various. Um, Notifs, if yeah. you would. Notifications. Notifications. Yeah. So, yeah. So, cool yeah. story, I guess. Um, <laughs> life hack number two. Lemons are one of the only foods that are compatible with the digestive fluids in the body. Having a lemon or lemon juice regularly can greatly enhance the amount of nutrients and amino acids that our bodies can take in. I'm sure. And I slammed my hand. I'm sure my all of our listeners are concerned by your final life hack today because we've all been told that lemons and lemon juice are not good 
Whoa. For our teeth. Very. For um, our teeth and animal. Yeah, it's not good. But if you just quickly. Maybe shot if a you lemon drink it, drink it with a straw. Then, yeah, I, or have some sort of direct to stomach yeah. tube. Try to try to avoid the old chompers. Honestly, I guess. just cut a hole into your stomach and squeeze it in. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> right. Um, I think a disclaimer is. Flat. Don't try that at home, kids. I hope there aren't any kids listening. I'm gonna have to, you know, cut a hole in my stomach if they are. Um, that's kind of it for this week. I, I think, think we've that was great. Welcome our... to the holiday season, everyone. Yeah, ho ho ho! If you celebrate that, and um, it's been nice hanging out with you for the past twenty-ish minutes. Um, Eric, it's also been nice talking with you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Logan. I look forward to doing this again sometime. Yeah, you're listening to a podcast about music, your one-stop shop for everything info comedy related to music. I'm one of your hosts, Logan, and we'll see you next week.